Hello, hello, welcome to the launch of Avopod Live, the video segment of our podcast where we got two 50-something men, because I'm 50-something. And I'm 50-something. And together we know a little something. We're going to try to bridge the gap between baby boomers and Gen Z. And today what we wanted to do was bring on live uh, part of the Gen Z population, my child, Jahari Jenkins. Welcome to the show. And my handsome son, Elijah Hubbard. Appreciate y'all coming on. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. And we've got a studio audience here. Kathy Hubbard. Thank you. Even though we don't see her. She's here. She's there. Lurking. Lurking and supporting us. Directing. <laughs> hovering. Helicoptering. <laughs> welcome, welcome, everyone. Let's jump right in because we're going to have uh, a format of 15 minutes for our interview guests, and then we'll have a format of 15 minutes where Mike and I just talk about what's on our brains, and then we'll do a shorter segment uh, introducing you to a local business. Yeah, we're really excited about that. We want to highlight and support some local businesses that we know. Absolutely, absolutely. So this inaugural, initial, original, first premiere segment of Avopod brought to you by Lee Coleman Travel. Post-pandemic travel. She can hook y'all up. Yeah, she definitely can. She definitely can. We'll have her on a little bit later so she can tell you uh, actually what she's doing. (laughs) We don't mess it up. But uh, thank you for being our initial sponsor. Uh, feel free to contact us. Uh, any businesses out there that want to sponsor a segment, you will definitely get uh, some advertisement with us and hopefully grow your business. So let's jump right in, Mike. Let's go. I'll introduce myself. I'm Ken. And, and I'm... Go ahead. <laughs> I'm Ken, and that's Mike. <laughs> I was early. That's okay. Timing. No, I'm Ken. Uh, I'm 50-something, and I've got two kids, and one of the things that I know I need to do better at is understanding this younger generation. And I'm Mike. I got two sons. And the same thing, just we're, we're, we really hope we, out of this, can start to relate a little better. You know, they're adults now, but uh, we still want to understand each other and be able to communicate effectively. And, and I think the good dichotomy is that you've got two sons. Right. And I have two daughters. Totally different. So we're going to get different perspectives from a male and female point of view. Uh, they'll probably meet somewhere in the middle, but I'm right. pretty sure some of them will be drastically different. I can imagine they would be. Yeah. 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 All right. So let's jump right in. Mr. Elijah Hubbard, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm doing good. I see you uh, looking bright and chipper. Got your hair did. Mama said, get your hair did. <laughs> That's all right. Mike, you want to lead off with? Uh... Yeah. Uh, my first question is going to be, you know, we are, this past year, racial tensions and things like that have really been kind of uh, at the forefront. You know, we had pandemic one, social issues 1A. So as a Gen Z, right, and both of you guys have very diverse groups of friends, and I'm just wondering how 
are these discussions and these issues talked about in your peer groups and, you know, some of your uh, non-black friends? Do you guys have those discussions? Is that even an issue with you guys? Um, well, okay, yeah, well, uh, I would say after um, the summer, you know, especially the eventful summer that we had, um, I think that uh, I, with me and my friend group, like, we, we talk about the social issues um, way more now. Um, like, you know, it's, it's probably, like, something that we talk about, like, every day, honestly, like, at this point. Um, Give us an example. What, what kind of social issues do you talk about? Um, I mean, okay, well, well, I'll, I'll, I'll say like before the pandemic or before the summer, um, you know, we never talked about, you know, just like political, just, you know, like party, uh, issues. Um, and, and afterwards, you know, like it, and with the election, um, you know, we, we just talked about, um, the the different like platforms that that the candidates were running on, um, so like stuff like that, uh, just just more like political. Just um, yeah, after after the summer, uh, it it became something that we talked about like every day, uh, pretty much. Um, just you know debating like different like party platforms and stuff like that, um, and and not even like arguments, you know, just like just just like conversation. Um, you know, cause we're all like super like tapped into like social media. So we're all seeing, um, all the stuff like brought up every day. Uh, so, you know, like we'll like send each other like tweets or something about like, you know, like one candidate or, uh, or another. Um, and then we just talk about it. Uh, so Jahari, do you find yourself doing the same thing? Talking more about political issues now? as opposed to pre-pandemic or just in general, maybe your generation is just more plugged into the political scene than ours. Oh yeah. No, I mean, for, for me personally, like, you know, and I've told Michael and, uh, uh, and, and you talking about you. <laughs> I don't know. He was talking to about me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he calls you Michael. Uh, no, he don't. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just a little old school. I am too. <laughs> Michael. Michael. Shocker. Go ahead. Sorry. Progressive household. No, we're not. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Sorry. We we we've talked about like after like you know before the summer and like in the pandemic started and you know uh, everything that went on. Um, I was you know I mean I I was paying attention to what was going on like politically and socially and but you know my knowledge of everything was like super service level um and afterwards like after like around like august i would say um i i started to get like super like tapped into everything and actually you know like you know like reading about like different like ideologies and stuff like that and um and uh and then really you know like looking into to, to everything like politically like candidates and, and stuff like that. Uh, so you've become yeah. more plugged into the political scene. Let's let our, our resident psychologist 
newly graduated from LSU with a degree in psychology and marketing, put us all on the couch for a minute. What say you, Jahari? Um, I'd say that me and my friends don't necessarily talk about the political side of it as much as the social side of it. Um, just as far as like everything going on socially from Karen's to the BLM movement, um, to wearing masks. I think that's kind of more what we talked about. Um, but we kind of always talked about social issues before this past year, but definitely more now. Um, probably not as in tune with the political aspect of it as we should be, which I feel like a lot of um, my generation isn't as in tune with that, or maybe they are and I'm just not as Elijah has um, pointed out. Uh, but I think we focus more on the social than the political Okay, looks like that SMU education is a lot better than LSU education. Elijah's <laughs> <laughs> much more plugged into what's going on. <laughs> so when you guys say plugged in, um, <clears throat> so it sounds to me like on Elijah's side, it's more unplugged into the platform, uh, the different ideologies, the different positions, and Jahar's like unplugged into how all of that stuff is affecting us socially. Right. Hmm. And which kind of leads me to another question related regarding activism and how to, I know in our generation, activism was, you know, protesting, voting, basically. Right. Um, but after I watched, uh, what was the movie uh, with Fred Hampton? Fred Hampton. Oh, uh, Judas. Judas and the Black Messiah. Right, like right. That. And what yeah, struck yeah. me was you know, he was 21 at the time of his death. And his form of activism was more organizing, community, you know, related things, taking care of the community. So for you guys, what does activism mean to your generation? I mean, what what does it look like? Uh, either one of you can jump in and answer that. Or is that even a thing for you guys? Don't answer all at once. <laughs> no, yeah, no, that's a that's a good question. Um, I mean, I, I think you know, like there's there's more ways to to perform activism. I guess <laughs> that's uh, like the right way to say it. But, uh, <laughs> so give so give me an example. So I'm I'm Pacific, right? As opposed to Atlanta. So I'm going to be specific. Pacific. 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 <laughs> We marched in our generation, right? Sat in, boycotted. What does your generation consider the the, the way to, to be an activist, the way to effect social or political change nowadays? Is it is it still kind of the old school stuff, or is it a, is a new wave? I, mean, I think everybody everybody is an activist in, a, in their own way. I mean, you still obviously have people mm -hmm. protesting and um, with the Black Lives Matter movement, a lot of young people are out there um, starting those movements and posting online, I think is another form of activism nowadays. So I think everybody kind of has their own way that they're helping the movement. Personally, I've never been to a protest, never actually gone out to protest. I'm not a big social media person, so I don't really 
post a lot of things online, but I think my form of activism is through education, um, just by making sure that my sphere, those around me, white or black, are aware. Uh, and, you know, I think that's my form of activism. Everyone's an activist in their own way. That's it's, deep. That is. That's deep. What will you do, Elijah? Yeah, no, yeah, I, 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 I agree. I like um, over the summer, like, I, I went to my first protest, um, the like Black Lives Matter march in uh, in downtown. Um, you did, but like besides that, you let them go to that. Yeah, you mama, you were okay with that. I'd have been nervous wreck. I'm he's sorry. A, he, he's a boy. I'm. I'm. We are always distracted by stuff. Just so you know. So I'm sorry, Elijah. You are at a Black Lives Matter rally downtown. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, um, besides that, you know, I haven't like gone out and, uh, you know, in 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 protest or, or anything like that. But like, um, I know a lot of my friends. You know, like they, you know, they'll post uh, stuff online, like on Instagram. They'll post like stories, like like infographics and stuff like that. Um, which, which I think that's a that's a good way to um, to just just spread knowledge, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's like the main uh, form of form of activism now, which uh, which which I think is good. I, I, you know, just just uh, spreading information, and just like making sure people see it. Hmm. Um, yeah, education. Yeah, is the new form of activism. Yeah, knowledge like, is power. I like that. I do too. I like that. So here's a question. Speaking of the new form of activism, do you guys think that we, the, you know, your parents, the baby boomer generation have done a really good job preparing you guys or paving the way um, for you guys in just how life is presenting itself to you? challenges that you've had and i'm not talking about did mike or or your dad <laughs> i'm not talking about that he did a good job for you and you guys that i'm talking about in, in in universally have we done a good enough job in preparing you guys for the future and you're not going to hurt our feelings <laughs> i think to an extent i mean I think a lot of what we go through now or what younger generations are living through now, you guys, y'all generation couldn't have even mm. prepared us for because you wouldn't have ever imagined we'd be here. Mm. Like um, the pandemic. Which I don't, like a pandemic and um, just social issues that are big now that weren't as big for you guys when you guys were younger that you probably didn't talk about or a lot of older people don't talk about that's really important to younger generations. Give us an example. It's just a different, um, I say the, probably the biggest example would be like, um, LGBTQ rights, mm. which is a big, a big thing for, um, I know a lot of people in my generation and younger, um, and just the whole movement, um, of being different and pronouns and, I don't even know what, I don't even want to talk about it that much because I'm afraid to offend somebody, right. but <laughs> it's, um, there's a whole other movement that I think that isn't really, wasn't at the forefront of y'all's minds or y'all's generation's minds that is at the forefront of ours. So I feel like there's a, 
that's the kind of gap that you just couldn't have prepared us for um, socially, which uh, I don't think that's a fault. I just feel like the times are different and you can't always prepare for unexpected times. What say you, Mr. Elijah? Yeah, um, I would agree. Like there's, there's nothing like y'all could have done to, you know, to, to, to prepare for, for what we're in right now. Um, yeah, I, I mean, personally, I, I feel like, like I was pretty, uh, well prepared, but um, yeah, I would I I would agree. I would agree. You did a good job, Mike. Thank you. I did my best. We did our best. You guys did a great job. Yeah, you guys did a phenomenal job. Yeah. What else you got, Mike? I got I, um. One question I have for you guys: since March of last year, Ken and I basically our situations are pretty similar. We pretty much been quarantined for a year and we've handled it pretty well. Mike is my only friend, <laughs> you know, so Mike and Kathy are my only friends. Uh, yeah, that's your, <laughs> but our, our, our social needs are probably much different from you guys. So my question is, how have you guys coped during a pandemic in a, time in your life where socializing and networking and interacting is so crucial and such a big part of your lives. I mean, GR, you graduated during a pandemic, which was probably not what you envisioned. And I just want to know how have you guys managed to cope, you know, besides excessive drinking and <laughs> things like that, but how, Mentally, spiritually, how have you guys managed to cope through all of this? Disclaimer, we as parents do not promote excessive drinking no, in, our, in our children. No, we don't. <laughs> but we just keep it real. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, I would say um, how, we, how, how we've coped with, with, the, with the pandemic. Is a- just the whole isolation aspect of it. Okay. Um, I mean, well, like, you know, like all of my friends, you know, we, we all live on our own. So like, we'll, you know, like my friend group personally, like, you know, we, we don't, we don't like go out a lot, um, you know, like since March. Uh, so we'll, we'll just like stay together, you know, and, and just knowing that like, like everybody is going through it, like makes it, you know, it like makes it a little better to, uh, to cope with, um, but yeah. So I, I honestly, like, I feel you know, I, I've definitely had moments where I'm like, dang, like, you know, like I, I miss like going out and being with a lot of people. Um, but like, when you have like a little friend group who's just all kind of, um, it, it it makes it a lot better. Um, yeah, and then also just like you know, like zooming with friends or something like that, um, or just doing like outdoor like safe activity um that that makes it a lot better too um but i'm I, honestly like i feel like I've, I've i've handled it pretty well uh for the past year um you know just just being with like my friends like in a in a safe environment what would you say was the most challenging part for you 
Uh, I would say the most challenging part, and like I'm still going through it, is and and my friends are going through it too, is just trying to get into the job market, and um, and, and some of my friends even have jobs and they're and they're working from home, and and, and they don't like it. Like it makes it a lot less enjoyable. Um, you think that's yeah, due I mean, to the pandemic, or just in general? It's just just. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like uh, affected by the pandemic. Like, like last this time last year, um, I was interviewing with the with the stars, the Dallas Stars, um, and you know I felt really good about it. Like they invited me to a second interview, um, and then the pandemic hit, and they're like, okay, like we're not hiring anymore, um, you know. And and that's so like the the pandemic has it has affected um, the the job market. A lot, and uh, and a lot of my friends are going through it, um, and that just a lot of added stress. Um, and you've got a, you've still got a little ways to go, right? Maybe one year left. No, he's graduating in May. He's graduating. So you're graduating in May, so you're getting a pretty good head start. And even now, you're finding it a little difficult. Um, yeah. Good. Well, yeah. Interesting. Jahar, you graduated last December. Right. Yeah. What do you find is the most challenging thing that's that you've been going through? I don't know. Um, I'd say during school, I was kind of like Elijah, like I had roommates um, and all of my friends were kind of isolated together. So I feel like we weren't by ourselves, which made that a little easier. Um, And then, you know, graduating was hard, not being able to walk across the stage. Um, you know, that's a big monumental occasion. So that was kind of hard to just, you know, you you can't really do that. Um, I'd say though, that our generation is, I think, used to connecting with each other online already, because that's kind of what we do through social media. And so I think that it's definitely more drastic than it used to be, but I think we were not as shocked by having to do everything online as Mm. probably an older generation was since we've that's how we've always really connected with each other is through online. Um, I think that uh, I got really lucky um, as far as graduating and um, through my job shirts, I was really lucky with that. Um, I'd say the hardest part for me now is that now that I'm graduated and back home and working is that I'm not around my friends anymore. That's probably the hardest part is now I feel probably more isolated than I did all 2020. But what was interesting, though, was that you were saying the adjustment to what's been going on over the last year, this pandemic, was probably harder on us, our generation, than it was on your generation, because you guys were used to virtual, you know, communication and virtual interaction and and Zoom and all that. For me, Zoom was a was a song by the Commodores, (laughs) right? Zoom, I like to fly. Do you guys know, the, know who the Commodores were? <laughs> Lionel Richie? Yes? Yeah, Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie bridging the gap. For real. He he bridging the gap, for real. <laughs> we'll talk about him. We'll later. talk about him another time. But um, that's a great point. That's a great point that the transition was probably more difficult for us. I think so. 
you know, a lot, a lot of uh, our generation doesn't particularly embrace the technology, and we were kind of forced to. So, I think so. But I, I, you know, for me, for them, I would imagine though not having that social element of college life. Yeah, that's got to be difficult. Hard. Well, I feel like we both we both kind of had that though. I mean, we weren't freshmen going into the pandemic. We had like two or three, four years already in that social life. So, yeah, I don't. I think coming in as like starting college during that time would suck because you can't do anything. How do you meet people? A lot of people are still like at, living at home, just going online. But I think ha- having a couple years in already, we. Well, for me, at least, it wasn't as hard socially because you've already kind of connected socially with people. That's interesting. So they were you just kind of made the cutoff, right? So to speak, before it got really, yeah. really serious. <laughs> and I tell you, it was probably harder for me not to have her walk and right. have a graduation ceremony than it was for Jahari. Yeah. Are they planning to do a graduation ceremony at SMU? Yes. Okay. Now, is that something you guys think you'll participate in? Oh, you definitely. Okay. Well, good. Like I said, that's kind of, you know, the culmination of a journey. Yeah. That you look forward to, you know. Yeah. And I was looking forward to acting a fool, too. I bet you were. Yelling and screaming with some clappers. <laughs> in the bayou. And yeah. Jahari, I think you, you turned your uh, your mute button on. But uh, yeah, that's interesting. It is. On another note, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. Um, you and I, you know, it's we make it clear, our, you know, we are men of faith. You right. know, God, Christ is a big part of our lives, you know. Absolutely. For you guys, you know, you both grew up in church. But as adults, what, how do you all view the church and religion and you know, how important is that to you at this point in your life and for your generation period? 